Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I once went to a retreat center with a beautiful three-mile perimeter trail around the facility, and the day before I had arrived, or I guess it would have been the day I arrived, um, I had gone through a lot of healing prayer. And if you've ever gone through healing prayer at a deep level, there is a sense sometimes almost like you're a little bit off kilter because the coping mechanisms that you used to have or the calluses that you used to have uh, have been taken away. And so it's sort of like, oh, you no longer have the crutch you used to have. How do you navigate without it? You no longer have the callus that was on your skin. It's just a little bit tender. So I got up that morning and I felt like Eustace in the Voyage of the Dawn Treader, where he's had all of his horrible dragonness um, deeply scraped away, and it's like all of his skin feels like that uh, the the tenderness under a scab. If you've popped a scab off, <laughs> kind of graphic image, but so it was both very beautiful, but also a little bit disorienting, and. I had had maybe four hours of sleep. So I'm hitting the trail. It's 4.30, no, excuse me, 5.30 in the morning. And I go around once. And then Bob and I pray over the the day. I go around again. At this point now, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. It's sort of like, okay, I'm coming back to myself. I have, I have wept through the things I need to weep through. This is all good. And my hiking shoes were completely soaked. Like I could wring water out of them because the trail, even though it wasn't actively raining, it had rained a lot. And anytime you're walking through grass, it's just wet. And, or I should say, anytime you're walking through grass after it rains, then you're going to get wet. And so I went to breakfast barefoot and I was starving. I had walked about nine miles. It was, you know, 830 in the morning or something. And so I was so excited to eat. And I was getting some toast when one of the very sweet people at this facility came over to me very softly and pulled me aside and was like, we need you to wear shoes in the dining hall because it's a safety issue. And I, I could tell that I was very tired, both like because I hadn't slept a whole lot and because I was ridiculously hungry because I almost started to cry at this very normal and natural request. But I could, I was playing out the scenarios in my head, like, okay, if I need to go and get my shoes, they're in my bedroom. And that is however many hundreds of meters away and up however many flights of stairs. And it's going to take me however long. And I'm already so hungry and shaky. I don't think I can get there safely without crying off all my makeup. And which that happened like half an hour later. So who was I kidding? But in any case, at the moment, it was like, okay, how am I going to navigate that? So I was like, I think, and I said, how, like, when do I need to do this? Sort of like, do I have until lunchtime to get my shoes or do I need to do it kind of like right now, as soon as I'm done preparing my toast? And she was like, oh, if you could just do it before you eat, that would be great. And I said, I think I'll just eat in the hallway. And kind of left in this shell-shocked, like, keep it together, don't burst into tears and make a scene kind of place. And and so I got three eggs, and so I had some protein and some vegetables and such. And I sat in the hallway, and I just ate the food as fast as I could and tried not to be a disaster or a basket case. And 
you know, there's something very comforting about food <laughs> where it just makes everything a lot better. And so after I had had all of this food and was kind of like coming back to myself and my normal perspective, I was like, okay, I have the energy. I can go up to the house and get my shoes. No problem. And so I went and I got them. And as I was putting them on, I felt like the Lord said, you need to go to that woman because your emotional reaction, even though you didn't say anything other than, I think I'll just eat in the hall. Like she could tell that she had really upset you and she has a tender heart. She doesn't work at a Christian retreat center because she's a mean person. (laughs) And so you need to reassure her that you did, that she had done well, explain to her why it was really all about you, explain the extenuating circumstances and, and just kind of be, be a person of peace so that she doesn't have this kind of jagged edge hanging over her day. And so I went and I said that to her, you know, I'm so sorry for the way that I had my emotional outburst. I, it wasn't you, you did a beautiful job. It was just, I have walked almost nine miles today. I was extremely hungry and was not in a place where I could even function to go and get my shoes without having some food in my stomach first. So I'm really sorry. I hope I did not upset your day at all. Uh, Please forgive me. And so once that happened, she was like, oh my goodness, you've walked almost nine miles. And then when I went over to the table to get more eggs, I asked the table like, oh, does anybody need more of these eggs? Otherwise I'm going to take the last ones. And they're like, oh no, Amy, you, you go. And then, so I was eating my, my fourth and fifth egg and she came over and she was like, I can have the chef make you more eggs if you need more eggs. And I kind of laughed and I was like, no, these, now I've had five. I'm probably just fine. But for the rest of the weekend, there was this, or the rest of the time there, she had this beautiful sense of kind of like, I need to take care of my girl. So at one point she had brought out some sausages and I said, are those pork? Cause I can't eat pork, but it's totally fine. And she said, Oh, is there a different kind of sausage I could get you? And so she went and she found some turkey sausages and brought them out to me. And just, it was like, she was just in my camp. So instead of having this place of friction or unpleasantness, instead we had this point of connection. It was like she was on team Amy, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> instead of being kind of like, okay, there is the psycho girl. So I think, yeah, that's, it's an embarrassing story. I don't love the fact that I get really, when I get low blood sugar, I kind of turn into a basket case. It's just the reality. But I, I think there's a part for me, this was such a redemptive story because that was probably the most awkward social interaction I've had in a really long time. And So the fact that the Lord so graciously allowed within just a few minutes there to be a good restoration, and then even that sense of like, now it's not that I'm just a faceless person, but like, oh, there is like a a potential for greater connection. Uh, It's so cliche, but uh, and I I don't really like cliches, but it, it reminds me of how the broken bone, when it repairs that break, is stronger than the bone around it. And so that really is, that's exactly what happened. I had a break in my relationship with this woman. And yet, because of my ability to go to her in humility, that the bond between us was stronger than it would have been otherwise. 
And so, Jesus, I say thank you for the way that you offer restoration. Lord, thank you for the grace that you pour out on your people. Jesus, I'm so thankful for the the ways that you put the hearts of your people together, the ways that you give your people peace. And so I'm asking, Lord, for places where there's relational tension or relational friction, even if it's just minor and kind of silly, like somebody asked me to put shoes on in a dining hall and it upset me. Like, oh my goodness. Uh, Lord, I, I pray for restoration that in the way that it's embarrassing to tell this story, that there would be um, good fruit as a result. I thank you for it, Jesus. Amen.